You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Coming to you live from a world where I didn't have to look up words in a dictionary because I already knew what they meant. Words that are now inexorably embedded in the lexicon of my mind. Join us for some sapphic side conversation today on Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another installment of Interdimensional RSS. I'm Travis. I am Brandon, and welcome to our show. Ah, uh, yes, yes, another wonderful week of Rick and Morty, new episodes of Rick and Morty, and we are so excited to talk to you about it today. Uh, and, you know, you can always join us to talk about it over on our social media accounts. We have Twitter, at Rick and Morty Pod. You can go there. That's the one that we talk on the most. Woo! Facebook.com slash Rick and Morty Podcast. That's the one we talk on the least. Instagram, Rick and Morty Podcast. Email, Rick and Morty Podcast at the gmail.com. Uh, it is just at Gmail. It's not at the gmail.com. That is a different website email address. On the web, you can go to our subreddit, Rick and Morty.reddit.com or the essentially official Rick and Morty subreddit, Rick and Morty.reddit.com. Uh, uh, I think I messed it up. It doesn't matter. Website. You did. You did. Website, it's fine. Whatever. We're having fun. Whatever. I never do this. I never do this. Uh, website, rickandmortypod.com. You can also get there at rickandmortypodcast.com. Uh, coincidentally, we're streaming live tonight here on twitch.tv slash enthusiasm, where you can come join the chat live and say, hey, talk about this. And we may or may not actually respond to you, but we will try. We, By goodness gracious, we will try. And then if you want, uh, also youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. If you aren't live, but you want to see the video, you want us to see us live. I'm wearing my Miami Dolphins shirt. It's very, it looks like it's very old, but it's just very big on me. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, support the show over at TeePublic, apatheticenthusiasm.com slash shop or uh, our Patreon. I don't know if that TeePublic works. Doesn't matter. Patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. That is it for our social media stuff. Hey, if you want to be a part of the conversation, be sure to check out one of those sites. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I, I'll, maybe I'll just <laughs> sit back and let you do the whole show. I'll just be here. No, 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 no. I, I, I want to talk to you now, Travis. I'm gonna flip the script. I'm gonna turn it around on you, and I'm gonna say, "Hey, Travis, how are you doing today?" Oh my goodness, Brandon, I'm doing so good. I'm doing so great. That's great. I, I'll tell you why. Because this week I took. A little trip, Ooh. a little trip out to the coast. Had a few laughs. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I went and visited a good friend of mine uh, for a couple of days. Got to hang out in a beautiful, beautiful Los, Ange Los Angeles. I hear it's great this um, time of year. It's yeah. oh my gosh, the weather is perfect. The, uh, the booze is tasty <laughs> i don't know uh, i came and hung out with you brandon i hung out with you for a few days so so that was a lot of fun um got a, got a little bit of time away some some disc golf yeah uh, you totally destroyed me at disc golf <laughs> played so well um but yeah it's just it's a good time got, got some in and out burger some Don Me Cucos. Mexican food. Just, yeah. Lots, oh, of, lots of it. So lots of it. It was so, so good. good. It was so good having you out here for uh, for the, the few days. We got to record that one episode of the podcast, which you felt very weird about. 
Um, it was, and, and apologies to anybody who's actually listening uh, for, the, for the quality. It was very, very rushed. It was a very rushed job. And we're like, just I just want to get something out. I don't, I don't care. Just make it. Let's, let's, it and, and honestly, it's almost a, an example for the entire trip because it was only there a couple of days. We had a bunch of stuff going on. Like We got to spend a lot of good quality time together, but it just feels like, you know, they're always too short, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, it just gives us something to look forward to in the future. Another hangout, you know, in two years or whatever, whatever <laughs> it ends up being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but uh, now we're here. We're here. We're hanging out again in in the format in which we're most comfortable. And that's alone in our respective <laughs> uh, recording areas over over a video call uh, talking about a, a little show called Rick and Morty. Yeah. And I can't wait. I can't wait to talk. Uh, can I wait? I can. I, I I can't wait. I need to talk about Rick and Morty stuff, Travis. Okay. And because, you know, our fans demand it. They they demand some Rick and Morty talk. The fan the fans wait for no banter. And, <laughs> and with that in mind, uh, I think it's best that we get into our first segment, which is semi pertinent news. Off we go into the semi pertinent news again. It's time again. <laughs> Here we come, zooming to semi-pertinent news. Uh, that's right. It is semi-pertinent news time this, this week. Also, that was sung to the tune of the Air Force song, which I just retired from. This oh, last congratulations, week. Brandon. Uh, so, all right. Here we go. First up, uh, this is something that you pointed out to me. I didn't know that this was a, a, a bit of news, but it is great news. It is it is absolutely semi-pertinent. Uh, old Jeff Loveness Rick and Morty alumni uh, who went on to Ant-Man. He's done stuff for Marvel. He is writing Avengers King Dynasty. That's right. All all of these, all these Rick and Morty people sticking with that multiverse stuff. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And I mean, obviously um, we haven't seen Quantumania yet, but I'm because it's not out, but the fact that the, the fact that Jeff Loveness was already, you know, tap to, to, to write that one. Um, and then with, uh, Jessica Gao being the, the, the showrunner on, on She-Hulk. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just really, it's interesting to me how many Rick and Morty alumni have, have made this crossover into the MCU and are really helping to shape these future phases of, of the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, and, I mean, some some fans may be worried about that and may be concerned that oh, Marvel Marvel's moving in a weird direction, or or they're they're not um, they're not staying true to to who they are or whatever. Thor: Love and Thunder has too many jokes in it, but um, <laughs> but to me, like you go back to Avengers: Infinity War, Avengers: Endgame. Like those were Russo brothers movies, right? Like those, like, and, and those guys cut their teeth. I I say cut their teeth, but they, (laughs) they did so much directing alongside Dan Harmon in, uh, on the show community. Yeah. And it's, it's just so funny to see all these people who have worked with Harmon, have worked alongside Harmon to then go and have huge influential roles uh, in, in the Marvel universe, it's really cool to see, and I'm I'm excited to to see what what Jeff Loveness does in in the MCU. Whole wholeheartedly, and we we got Mike Waldron too, who's still doing uh like he did Loki. So, uh yeah. Anyway, yeah. 
good good job on him uh so looking forward to seeing that love love me some ant-man kang is in Ant- the quantum mania so uh right. it makes sense that it's just like kind of an extension of of uh the, the kang bit so all right on with that our next little bit of semi-pertinent news little bits of semi-pertinent news is the reddit post of the week and this reddit post of the week i went ahead and i gave it to fellow rick and morty subreddit moderator x647 who has created the mm, i'm mr frundles the new community emoji uh cute mr frundles it's so cute the post received 6.8 thousand upvotes received six awards including the yes yes and silver award uh it received no reports it has a massive upvote rating and it's just it's just very great. So shout out to the moderator X647 putting out that emoji, uh, giving it to the Rick and Morty subreddit community, which you can join too over at Rick and Morty dot subreddit dot piece of Reddit dot org. Um, of Reddit. You know how to get to Reddit. You know how to get to the sub. I don't need to explain it. To you, you know how to Reddit. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Um, and if you didn't see the 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 image, it was Mr. Frundles. Cool. Great. Mm, Mr. Frundles. Uh, that was, that was a Reddit post of the week. Be sure to go to Reddit. That's fun. But also go to something we call Instagram, where you can find the latest bit of Dan Harmon's social media minute. Doop, doop, doop. Dan Harmon's social media minute. I don't change my song because I'm not original. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Dan Harmon's social media minute. Here we go. Uh, only a couple of posts to choose from this week. Uh, perhaps Dan has been very busy. Uh, but I wanted to go this week with Dan the man uh, who is getting his plank game on. Uh, this is a video that, that Dan Harmon posted. Um, the, the original caption is just, Good morning, 49. Uh, and uh, it's video of him doing a plank. He his his dog walks up with a with a chew toy and rubs it in his face and the dog starts licking his face while he's doing <laughs> a plank, uh, and then he starts getting some tips about how to do better planks. I'm not playing the audio for you, uh, but uh, he he does also go on to clarify that it was not his birthday. Um, uh, he's been 49 for quite a while, so, so that was misleading. Uh, also, he doesn't know how to curve your buttocks towards each other, uh, which is one of the <laughs> tips that he got. Um, but anyway, if you want to see Dan looking, looking spelt, looking in shape uh, and doing some planks, then make sure to follow at Dan Harmon over on Instagram. That's where you can find all of his social media offerings. And that's your uh, social media minute. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, Travis. Good job. Good sure. job. You're welcome. Yeah. Hey. No, I, I'm glad that he's doing planks. I... I feel like I gained about 15 pounds this last week. Uh, so I need oh, to start yeah. doing some planks, man. <laughs> oh, how long How long do you think the longest plank is that you could do? Uh, uh, you know, it's not, my, it's not my abs that get tired. It's, it's, my, it's my arms. My mm, arms are okay. what, what so, we, so we're talking full, like, push-up position plank. You're, like, fully, no, even, full arms even if I'm just like Even if I'm just, like, on my elbows. Okay. I just feel, right. I just feel tired. I just want, when I'm in that position, I want to sleep, you know? (laughs) When you're in the plank position. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I get bored. 
All right. Well, we'll go ahead and say it's 30 seconds. Then. That's the longest point. <laughs> okay. All right. You? Uh, you? You? You just over. So oh, 35. Clear. Okay. Uh, whatever yours is plus five seconds. You are stronger than me. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, that is it for semi pertinent news, short and sweet this week. But if you find a semi pertinent news story that you feel uh, is worth mentioning, hit us up uh, at Rick and Morty Pod over on Twitter or send us an email. And uh, we will include it in a future episode. Thanks to everybody uh, that sends us stuff all the time. All right. We had quite an episode this week, and it is time for us to discuss it in a little segment we like to call The Main Thing. It's the main thing, everybody. Uh, I, I, I took I took your criticism to heart, and I will do now just half-assed uh, recordings <laughs> as, as often as I can. That was awesome. As often that was as really I can. Good. Uh, yeah. Yes, it's the main thing, which means it's time to talk about the episode. Uh, this week, we're talking about Season 6, Episode 3, Bethic Twinstinct. Original air date, 18 September 2022, written by Anne Lane, who has written other episodes before, directed by Douglas Einar Olsen. Uh, I don't know if he's done any uh, directing before. I can't recall, but I have followed him on Twitter for for years and years, so he's been on the show for a while. Um, Guest stars Nolan North, classic, uh, as, as the character Reggie. Uh, which I think is is Jerry's uh, best friend back in the day, and then Tress McNeil, of course. Our brunopsis, it's not ours, but we'll we'll take it. Gotta love yourself, or no one else will, bruh. Ever will, bruh. Our synopsis, aka Adult Swim's official synopsis, because uh, we just got lazy. Uh, the Smiths celebrate one of their favorite holidays while Summer and Morty lock into their new ultra-realistic video game console. I didn't, I didn't realize you're 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 stealing our synopses synopses now. You're just you're just plagiarizing them. This was the first. This was the first week I oh, okay. I think I officially just stole the synopsis because I right. I put it in for the Reddit post and I'm like, ah, that's good enough. I'm not gonna. Ah, it's it. close. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Everybody, uh, shame Brandon uh, on Twitter at Barnyard Cruise for uh, being unoriginal. Yeah, go go shame him uh, right now. Um, all right. Well, here we go. Uh, this episode, um, we have we have entered the period of time where I no longer have access to uh, screeners of episodes in advance. Uh, and I have to cash in on the fact that I subscribe to the show uh, over on iTunes, which means I don't get the episode until like 2 a.m. my time. Uh, so I did not watch this episode live. Uh, but you did, yeah, and true. you were sending me a few messages, and <laughs> I will, I will share with the listeners now uh, <laughs> verbatim yeah. uh, what you said to me. Um, if <laughs> the 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 words are "here we go," all caps, incest, <laughs> and then about fifteen minutes later, this episode. Yipes! Uh, <laughs> say that, so yeah. so yes. If you've seen the episode, um, maybe you felt the same way. Uh, <laughs> the uh, we we skipped the title reference, but obviously, uh, Bethic Twinstinct is a reference to the Paul Verhoeven classic. Classic. Verhoeven. 
uh, basic instinct. Um, yeah, which is a it's 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 an adult. I mean, it's not an adult film, but it is a a grown up film uh, that deals with uh, you know some adult <laughs> themes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Some some adult themes. Although Basic Instinct uh, is is more about you know like crime and and murder uh, versus um, you know clones doing it, loving yourself. Um, <laughs> there there are some serious themes in here uh, that we're that we're going to discuss um, momentarily. But I wanted to go back, and this is the thing that I forgot to do today. I wanted to go back to our episode where we saw the episode titles and mm-hmm. we were making predictions and i feel like there when we got to the bethic twinstinct episode we speculated maybe not on the nose but kind of with this idea of some sort of relationship between the beths or with space beth and jerry or something like that i think i think we maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe I had a few. No, I mean, I was I was and, com- I was completely wrong. Yeah, because I was I was hoping for some kind of uh, like unknown twin sister thing to to be happening. That's that was right. That, that was that was my off. shitty prediction. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, the, in this episode, uh, we end up in seeing Earth Beth and Space Beth uh, take their relationship to the next level, so to speak. Um, in, in the inside the episode, they talk about the theme of exploring yourself, uh, in, in this, and, and that plays out through a romantic relationship between Space Beth and Earth Beth. Uh, we know what the, we know what the Facebook messages say, Brandon, but, but how did you feel, <laughs> uh, watching this for the first time? How did I feel about watching it for the first time? So I, I watched a show with, with my wife and my kids, my kid, um and uh <laughs> was there another one hiding that I didn't know about the whole time I was there to visit? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, my dog. I consider my my Chihuahua oh. a, a kid. Oh. And she was like, ooh, ooh, and she put her head under her pillow the, the entire time. Licked something feverishly. <laughs> um as soon as I saw the bronopsis of the episode, I I basically put it like in the live discussion thread. I put in the first comment there. I said, just so we're all on the same page based off the bronopsis we're expecting them to hook up right we're expecting beth to cheat on jerry with beth right um and and so knew it was coming expected it in some way shape or form uh and and so more when i said like yipes it was it was like oh like okay they're they're going full into it um and and honestly it, it it hadn't gone through the entire episode yet. And there was a part of me that yipes bit was that I was afraid that I was going to go in a direction that was more akin to ne- uh, never wrecking Morty or, um, or not never Rick and Morty, uh, the, the slut dragon episode or yeah. the sperm episode. Right. I thought that's yeah. where the kind of feel of the episode would, would go. Uh, so I was worried that it was going to be juvenile or kind of immature. Um, yeah. And and I'll be honest, and I mentioned this in the in the Facebook chat with you as well. I am I'm I'm more prude than I would like to be when it comes to this kind of conversation. Um, I'm going to open up here now, but you know, like I I think that initial kind of same thing with Slut Dragon episode that that shame that 
like, like oh, like uh, I don't feel good about that necessarily. I think yeah. that was that crept into to how I viewed it. Um, but it 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 is it did it took it in a mature way, and uh, so I don't know. Like, so you saw my reactions, and then you're like, oh, I have to wake up in the morning and watch this from my car. That's exciting. Um, what did you feel to, about to it? be fair? I got up early enough where I could sit here in my in my oh. <laughs> uh, recording chair and just sit here like uh, putting off putting my shoes on to go to work uh, and, and, and watch the episode. Um, but I think because of your initial reaction, I was expecting worse mm. and therefore was was less like shocked maybe by what we were presented. Right. And there, I talked a little bit about it with you today, but I feel like maybe there's like a mental block for me where when you type in all caps incest, right. Uh, I am not sure that this like qualifies as, as that. Right. Cause I mean, honestly, we're talking about sci-fi here. We're talking about clones and and not like realistic scientific cloning where you like grow another organism from the DNA of, of someone. Like we're talking about sci-fi cloning like, hey, let me make an exact replica of you that is the same age and has the same memories and then throw that out there and see what happens, right? And so I think the lack of realism or whatever in that scenario to me creates some sort of barrier where I'm like, all right, well, this is, this is untapped like territory. This is, I'm sure it's been tapped in <laughs> tapped in plenty <laughs> of uh, sci-fi out there, but within the show and within my experience, I was like, all right, this, this is more of like some sort of different kind of relationship than, than just, um, you know, the sexual hangups in the pleasure chamber or, or <laughs> something that we'd get from, from an early episode yeah. in season one. There's, there's, uh, a, there, there's a, a side thing I want to bring up from a different show, the same, this, this year, the same season, uh, I'm going to say something about what we do in the shadows and I don't, you don't watch what we do in the shadows. I'm certainly not caught up. I think okay. I watched the first season and a half or so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, so if, Minor spoilers for anybody who loves that show. And if you do love that show, you should already be spoiled. So I'm not spoiling anything. But um, so uh, Guillermo, uh, he, he comes out as gay. He has a boyfriend. And Nandor, uh, the, his master, uh, is, is looking for love. And, and he, earlier in the season, he had a genie, uh, a djinn, who was, was granting him all these wishes. And so his, his wish was to turn his wife into Guillermo's boyfriend because Guillermo's boyfriend was, he, he loved Guillermo's boyfriend. Um, and so ex similar concept, these two, these two guys now, uh, Guillermo got pissed off at Nandor. They all, uh, and they, uh, the, these, these clones went away. Nandor was still with a guy. The other guy went back to the UK. Um, so Guillermo went to, went to surprise his boyfriend in the UK and then he saw that the, the the cloned guy was was kissing himself. Uh, yeah. And and Guillermo was very sad. I for some reason, I wasn't as as hung up about 
or as prude about that situation as I was about all this Beth stuff. And I'm not, I'm not really sure why. Um, but I, I guess I bring it I up know. because it's, it's very, it, it's similar. Like the, the concept is similar. Um, yeah. Maybe it didn't focus so much on a main character. Maybe that's the, the difference, right? Yeah. I, I think it's interesting if you, if you watch that inside the, the episode, uh, Dan Harmon talks about when the ideas first pitched, right? And I, I think it, I think it's a, originally pitched by the, the writer and Lane uh, yeah. for the episode. Um, Dan thinks about it in sort of that just like strictly physical sort of like, yeah, relationship type thing. Beth is into herself. Um, but then he, he talks a little bit about, um, like the psychological, like ramifications of that, right? Was, is Beth allowed to like herself? Is she, is she the type of person that would allow her to like herself, right? Um, there's a lot of questions of narcissism and, and things like that. And I, I think it is an interesting way to, uh, re realistically expand the character of Beth of Beth's right. Cause Beth is now not just one person, but two versions of the same character that have different experiences and live out the duality of her personality. Yeah. Um, it's, so, it's, so I think, I think it's interesting to kind of see those two versions of Beth come together and accept each other. Right. Uh, and also do other things. Yeah. There's, there's a couple things here. Uh, I'll start with the one thought, and I'll try to remember the other one as I as I go down the path. Uh, the first thought being, it's it's a there's that whole like self help aspect of like know yourself and and love yourself, um and and approve of yourself. Right? It's essentially, Beth, when they're in space, they're talking to each other and they're saying, "You you have a nice ass," right? <laughs> like like in in a in a weird sense, that is a self affirmation. Right. It's the right. It's personifying the self-affirmation. Uh, so so that's not a narcissistic thing. Like 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 it is OK to recognize your strengths. It's OK to recognize your weaknesses um, because we all we all have them. Um, and it doesn't you shouldn't put yourself down for these things. Um, you just re realize that that's who you are. So that's that's the first thing. And the second thing and I did remember what it was is congrats. <laughs> uh, they are they are clones. One is a clone, whatever. At some point in time, it's it's uh, nature versus nurture. They were cloned. They started at the same baseline. One went up to space, continued to have adventures out there, has a space apartment, <laughs> has all has all this stuff. Uh, and then the other stayed on Earth and has her experiences here. So they've although they are the same person genetically. Personality-wise, they have had time to diverge in certain ways, so they're sure. not necessarily the same person. Um, and, and maybe that's where, maybe that's where I'm like, uh, on from an infidelity standpoint. Uh, before you know, we get to the end of the episode, that is where it's like, well, you, she is cheating because she's not, she's cheating with, she's cheating with a different person, it, different experiences, yeah. different uh, perspectives, yeah. yeah. And and I think there's there's another question in there when when you talk about them being different people, um, but starting from that same baseline, I think I think it's it's taking that same baseline 
and then emphasizing one of those two aspects, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, the clone that stays home is content in being with Jerry, being with the family, but there's that, there's that nagging like thought in the back of the mind, right? Like, well, what would it be like to go out on those events? Like they are resolved to like that they are at home and they're happy with Jerry. And then with space Beth, yeah, she's out having these adventures, taking on grumpful mites, doing all these things. But you have like clues like that framed photo of the Smith family mm -hmm. in her spaceship where she's still holding on to a part of her life back home and her life with the family, right? There's still a part of her that that wants some of that. And so perhaps that's what leads to the attraction to each other, right? Is each one represents that other part of them that mm -hmm. they they are not, but um, now they get to, I don't know, do things with it. But yeah, so, well, you, the, yeah. so we have here, they, they talk about inside the episode. We have it here as well. Looking at Space Beth as a, a younger Rick, there's this, yeah. there's that, that aspect of Rick where he, like, he, he wants to do space stuff. He wants to unity and just be like destructive and self-destructive doing all the, all this stuff. But there's also a part of him uh, that is also, that also cares about his family and cares about this new family that he, that he has. Um, and and what we see in space, Beth is the actuality of like that, that same thing where Beth wants to be free, but she also wants that, that family. Um, it, there's, I think there's a really cool scene where they're doing the snow angels on the roof and they're smoking the, the vape, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, space Beth blows a little middle, middle finger as Beth is talking about family. And when space Beth is talking, uh, domestic Beth blows a image of Jerry. Out, out yeah. Of, out I of thought the, that was interesting as well. Kind of, kind of another, just almost subconscious uh difference in in their focus and and what their motivations are yeah 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 um so uh, talking about that um of course things happen uh eventually uh eventually space beth spills the beans so to speak uh crushing crushing jerry jerry going and turning into the the pill bug protocol um and then eventually coming out of it taking control, being assertive, um, and then them becoming a thruple, uh, as, as Scarter, Scott Martyr mentions. Uh, what do you, what do you, what do you think about how that progressed and how that evolved? Is, is that, you know, what, tell me about it. It's, I feel a certain way about it and I don't know if I've been able to contextualize it into words, hmm. but it is a very interesting scene in how, Jerry inserts himself into that into that dynamic, right? And um really stands up for his marriage with like domestic Beth, but also is open to her feelings and her feelings for Space Beth. And then Space Beth wanting to sort of uh dominate right uh, with, with with jerry and him somehow playing that role at the same time right yeah, and yeah. so it creates this weird dynamic between the three of them that i think the writers did a really great job of yes it's 
really uncomfortable and like kind of <laughs> like uh i i i most uh relate to summer and morty in in, in the scenario right but the the writers kind of created this scenario where there are two beths space beth did not just like show up once and then is out of the picture but she has become part of this family unit even if it's only for certain periods of time yeah and the fact that beth and jerry much like we learned with the uh the nimbus episode right and their willingness to be more open mm -hmm. physically um this is maybe the next evolution of that and now it's it's something that i i, I don't anticipate there being a lot of like hot and heavy scenes of yeah, the three of yeah. them moving forward but this episode does establish a new dynamic between the three of them yeah that is somehow healthy for them i guess and um maybe it'll work maybe it won't maybe it'll create some other problems further down the road but um yeah, yeah. the the writers took a risk and based on the the feedback that i saw on reddit in the last 24 hours people really seemed to like the episode they thought it was funny they thought it was interesting um i there was a part of me that was really worried especially in those early comments that i saw from you that we were going to get a lot of backlash like the um, you know, incest baby episode and things like that, right? Where like people can be like, "Oh, this is this is too much," or "This is too you know out of bounds," and and really people people have not reacted that way overall. Yeah. Uh, agreed, agreed. Yeah, I, I you know talk about the the writers in that that scene. Really solid job of Space Beth being dominating, domestic Beth being uh, more. I'll, I'll say more submissive for lack of a better dictionary or thesaurus sure. at, at my stead. Um, and, and Jerry like working both sides of that, uh, getting back to, you know, the picture on, on space Beth apartment of, of the family. Like there was obviously an attraction there at some point in her life, uh, her clones life, whatever life. Uh, and like, he's like, that's that's Jerry. That's Jerry. He, I don't know. He he knows how to work both sides of, of it, um, and 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 get to a, a a place. I think that you know, there's a certain level of confidence there to be like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I'm gonna go cry at Starbucks and get on their I'm Wi-Fi. Gonna kill myself. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get a job at at Starbucks or uh, you know whatever. Uh, like you know, he's like. Yeah, this is what it is. I'm going to pack all of my same shirts into a bag and whatever. I ex I'm out of here. That's one of my favorite bits of the whole <laughs> the whole thing. Um, I, So this this is an an awkward and unsettling uh, situation, especially for the Smith children, <laughs> Um, which I mean, who hasn't been in a scenario where your your parental figure and their interstellar clone find themselves in a romantic relationship and you're left to deal with it right um maybe maybe it played out for you in other ways but <laughs> in this situation uh we we find another major theme of this episode which is of course avoidance and the way that is played out 
uh, very very well is um, by turning to video games, like like many of us do <laughs> when we want to avoid our problems. Uh, we just turn to video games. Um, so yeah, there's uh, a, a line uh, from from Summer uh, as as she at, right after she discovers uh, that the Beths are are into each other. Uh, talking about her mental flexibility being stronger than stubbornness, right? She was she was anti video games until she needed them. Um, I don't know. Did you have any thoughts about that turn that she took and and her her escapism into into gaming? I think that's. Uh, I honestly think that is such a great line, and I wish I had that line uh, for my for my speech on Friday. Uh, because <laughs> because like there's a lot of there's a to be stubborn, to be like just a brick wall in the face of adversity or change or anything like that's, that. Oh, you know, okay. Okay. Like you're, you're just, you're stonewalling stuff. Uh, uh, I, uh, a mentor of mine away, a ways back said, you know, changes, changes like waves on the beach, right? You know, you can, you can either stand up to the wave and get your ass beat <laughs> by, by the pounding shoreline or, you could just go with the wave, right? Like go, go under it, go, go around it, you know, uh, go with it. Um, and so I, in my mind, this kind of like emotional uh, intelligence, all that type of stuff, mental flexibility is much harder to do to, to like rationalize, understand who you like, where you're coming from, why you're thinking about certain things. Um, even if like you're, you're thinking negative about yourself, right? Like, uh, I, I went to, um, I went to, to a counselor, you know, last year sometime because I was super stressed out, had a lot of anxiety and, uh, I, I went in there and they gave me different ways of looking at things to like, okay, instead of saying, I can't do this, say, I will be able to do this eventually, or, sure. uh, you know, just, uh, just as a, a small example. It is tougher to be mentally flexible, and that's why it's stronger than just being like, "Nope, not gonna do it." <laughs> but at, but at the same time, this is a scenario where Summer is having a hard time mentally processing what's going on with her parents, mm -hmm. and so instead of being flexible with that situation, she's like, "I'm gonna go play video games," which which brings us to the the line: "Some of us need all the control we can get," right? Like. <laughs> Yeah, that that is the situation. I I think I have been in in the scenario before where I'm like, so much crap is going on and I can't control any of it. But you know what I can control? My automatic wheat farm in Minecraft, or like <laughs> you know, or or playing this you know playing this satisfactory game and and making sure my factory's ready to go. So yeah, I think. It, there are, are things in this episode that speak to gaming culture and why people play games, why people gravitate toward games. And I think that that need for control or having something that you can control is uh, is, is certainly one of those. Things. I mean, you, you said you said something very, very astute there, which is why people play video games. They, they play video games to escape from the realities of real life. Yeah. And yet in this episode, that's. They are, they're turning the realism up on their video game to escape real life. Uh, <laughs> yes. Which, which was just such a, you know, thinking about it, like, that's really a very, very cool thing. Um, other examples of avoidance, like the, the video games aren't the only 
examples here, right? Sure. I already mentioned uh, the pill bug protocol. Beth, Space Beth saying he'd rather turn into a bug than have a conversation. Um, the Beths wanting to, instead of dealing with the family shit, they they want Rick to mind blow them. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then of finalizing it, the Thanksgiving dinner scene with just Rick, Morty, and Summer, where they are trying to avoid what is obviously... Ha- they're all noticing, going back to that conversation between Summer and Morty, they're trying not to notice, but they can't help but notice. But they're trying, but it's there. Uh, and yeah, eventually, yeah. and eventually, they break down sobbing. That is, I mean, that is a very, very good way of looking at avoidance. Eventually, you're going to have to deal with it. Yeah. It's just a matter of when you do and how it, you it do doesn't, it. It doesn't make it easier running away from it necessarily. Like it's, it will catch up to you and certain problems can get worse the longer you avoid them. So, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, it's, it, they, I don't know, like for, you know, a, a smarts and farts show as, as Scott Martyr likes to call it, uh, they have a lot of smarts in here about talking about these big issues and, uh, and, and ways that people do avoid their problems and try to, um, find a way to escape what's going on in their homes right and things yeah. like that <laughs> even even rick at the very beginning finding out that uh that space best was there he's like all right morty let's leave like let's get out of here like he tries <laughs> to avoid the whole episode right at the beginning oh uh, yeah yeah oh and and he bookends the the episode with avoiding uh the other problem what so he they, their space beth leaves she gets on the ship she's out and jerry says we all learned a lesson and Rick says, we sure did. And then he takes a swig out of his flask. And then the next scene is him going into the kitchen, taking the Venusian wine, opening up a hidden compartment uh, with a Meeseeks box, uh, a bottle that looks like it has a mini Morty in it, and a bunch of his flasks, a handful of his own flasks. Yeah. He puts the wine in there. He shuts it off with a controller and then uses the garbage disposal to destroy the controller. Which can we just say is probably awful for your disposal. That's that that can't <laughs> no, be. It, good. it doesn't even the run the water. Sharpens the blades. Oh, okay, sure. All right. You know, that's why you put eggshells down there too. Eggshells and remote controls. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I want to bring that up just real quick because that was a conversation that that folks had in, in the discussion post, um, which is like what what do you think is implied by him doing that? Is it him putting the wine in there, the other things within the the cabinet. My my thought is that he's just, I mean, really, if you look at the episode, sort of the the start of the Beths coming together was them sharing that that wine, which then led to their conversation, which led to like the language implant, and then. Just that was that was the first in a in a ripple effect of um them, you know, doing things. Uh and so, so um so I think that was him just trying to be like, all right, I'm going to try and prevent that from happening again by locking this up and throwing away the key. That that's to me is 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 what I, I read that as. Yes, there were other things in there. Um I speculate that maybe 
having a Meeseeks box in there, even though there's evidence throughout the show that that's not the only Meeseeks box in existence. It's the one that Rick had. Um, but maybe that's a way of them being like, no more Meeseeks because the box is in that thing, that that hidden compartment, and it's been destroyed, right? Like, yeah. Or it's just an easily recognizable piece of in-show lore where you can be like, oh, that's a spot where he hit a Meeseeks box and, and avid viewers will, will yeah. avid viewers will recognize the Meeseeks <laughs> box from season one, episode five. Maybe that, maybe, you know, if there was a plumbus in there, you know, that would have been, you know, that, yeah. that, that would, yeah. that would spur speculation. Uh, sure. the, really the, if, to, uh, I read it the same, same as you, as far as the, the Venusian wine being up there I and mean, be like, uh, let's, let's try to avoid this <laughs> from happening ever yeah. in, in the future. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting the 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 flasks up there is interesting to me. I'm not speculating that we're going to have a necessarily a story arc where he is trying to uh, curb his alcoholism, uh, but you know there there you could dig down and say there is a part of it where he's avoiding the subject of his alcoholism. <laughs> I, I I find it interesting that um, when Rick is talking about his history with um forgetting the ice cream so oh, to speak yeah. uh that beth uh, starts to almost pry for details and he says i need to be way more drunk to uh or drunker than i am or whatever it's, it's some sort of line that alludes to not that he needs to be drunk uh because he is not currently drunk <laughs> like <laughs> like rick may maintain a consistent state of inebriation at all times uh but he just needs to be far more so in order to to go down the road of those stories his, inhibi so. his inhibition is uh, it, like he's at a he's at this level of alcohol uh you know being drunk but the inhibition doesn't go away until this level of being drunk yeah right well, as as he said in the season premiere he used to drink drink so <laughs> oh yeah. yeah oh man oh, look yeah. at all look at all these references um all right so so yes avoidably so we talk about that uh there was a lot there were a lot of video games in here uh this is the the question here is we kind of had there was a couple different trailers previews for this episode going into uh sunday and they all kind of were centered around with the exception of the speech that that jerry gave the different video games that they're playing on this re uh i forget what the the system is called but um the the realistic the most realistic video game system the x pod xl or whatever um so the question is is this the interdimensional cable style anthology episode for the season um i mean if if we're comparing rick's d minutes to to this how well does it fit that anthology format i i think an argument could be made that this meets the intent so so to speak right like we we talked about it with season five where you'd get a one-off commercial for like nintendo 69 or something like that where <laughs> that felt like an it felt like an interdimensional cable sort of bit um i i would argue that the setups with these video games were not as out of left field they didn't have the same you know, improvisational feel, uh, so to speak, as as the interdimensional cable episodes uh, do at times. Um, but in terms of like anthology type stuff, it 
it did take a backseat to the main A plot, right? Like, so I, if if they want to say yes, that that was our interdimensional cable type thing for the season. They they definitely threw some hits out there. There were there were some great, you know, one off ideas of uh, in in terms of video gaming. Um, but I I think if if this is the anthology, you know, interdimensional cable episode for the season, it's it's not going to necessarily be in the top two or even three of of the other offerings that we've had in the past. Uh, I I want to mention something real real quick. Uh, as far as Rixty minutes, um, so in the Rixty minutes episode, the A plot and the B plot, the A plot was essentially the the Jerry and Beth uh, looking at their alternate versions, looking at different selves, um, and yeah. then also, uh, you know, uh, Summer getting me like. You know, oh, well, we're just going to play Yahtzee and like it's so boring. And she's going to go sell um, turquoise. Yeah. And uh, and then and then uh, Morty eventually going up to her and saying, nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. Everybody's going to die. Come watch TV, which is which is a very kind of it, it's a similar avoidance thing. Right. Whereas interdimensional cable kind of avoidance, like let's just go watch TV. Let's ignore all this this existential shit. Uh, let's ignore it. And then here we are now six seasons later saying, let's go play video games. And why is that bad to deal with our problems? So I think there's yeah. an interesting parallel there uh, to, to, to have those two um, episodes right next to each other. Yeah. I, I think while the, whether it's a or B plot of interdimensional cable two, where you have Jerry in that, uh, that hospital oh, yeah. and he's that whole plot of him having to give up his penis to to save you know another <laughs> alien guy or whatever that's that's a funny that's a funny through line and stuff but i feel like in that episode the the driver there is the interdimensional cable right like like the the jerry plot is almost there just to break up the other scenes that they came up with mm. and not just have scene after scene after scene for for 22 minutes this i that's not the impression i get with this episode right like yeah. they weren't like let's set out to make a bunch of funny gaming ideas and then like like if you watch the inside of the episode they like barely talk about the video games yeah. right like that's that's not that's not what's driving this episode so um i don't know we'll see we'll see if any other uh you know contenders come up in in season 6 for uh, for for the interdimensional cable of this season, um, I don't, who knows? Maybe we'll get it next week. There's there's no telling. Um, there, there is but, no telling uh, yeah. unless somebody but does let, tell us. <laughs> in which case, we'll we'll take that. We'll keep it to ourselves. We'll we'll sign an NDA. It doesn't matter. We will do that. Just let us know. Uh, <laughs> let's 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 talk very briefly about these uh, these video games that we got in the episode. Uh, obviously, the simulation space type video game where uh, they really up the realism uh, and in doing so sort of make the game less fun, right? Like there's less asteroids because that's more realistic. Uh, he has to like <laughs> record a, a, a video message to his son because he probably won't be back before the sun dies or something like that. You know, he'll probably starve to death in space looking for an asteroid yeah. to shoot. That's right. Yo, uh, t tell, tell, tell your son you love him. <laughs> I will, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Uh, you know I will. 
the the fighting games uh get into a street fight uh with with uh <laughs> we're upping the realism they actually have to get to the fight to to, to do that and they got to take a subway take the red line maybe uh i, I, I loved i mean the, that that premise it was in it was in the, the trailers i love the extra little bit of uh the the modes that they had uh they chose two player mode uh, but there was also a battle royale there's a meth mode <laughs> there's a pants free mode i don't know what that is urban mode and then slappers only so uh, assuming that is <laughs> like instead of like balanca clawing at that somebody <laughs> there's like like ah, ah, like like high school or, or junior high school fights like i saw a lot of <laughs> fights where like they're slapping each other like no throw some punches you know it's yeah wild. yeah you probably forget why you even wanted to fight in a lot of those rounds so um there's a really quick scene uh that looks like a final fantasy game but uh cloud is having a hard time trying to lift the buster sword um which i i think is really funny um and then uh the text-based gaming that this uh you got to be real old you got to be like me and brandon's age to <laughs> to to appreciate the history of text-based gaming uh what did what did you think what do you think about you know clearings equals vampires <laughs> though that i laughed so hard that it, of, of my favorite bits i'll just throw this out there early on it, the text-based gaming is my favorite favorite bits because i was i was cracking up about <laughs> all the text based i played this i played a lot of those those things back in the day um i just loved being able to like type and be like go north oh you see uh, there's one on america online where it's like a space based one you do trading you get your ship you, you buy new ships you do some you know whatever uh do some smuggling and it was all just text based um even like some games now like where there's lots of text uh, like some of the shadow run games or or what what have you like i i love those and so <laughs> i also played this like one at like a comic con where like you just sit around a table uh and it mimics the computer inputs and you do this so when they were they were doing the realistic text based games and it was like you're in a forest all right climb up the tree you climb up the tree, you see more forest. <laughs> uh, go go north. You go north. It takes you a half an hour. <laughs> it's getting dark. Your mom's Your mom is there. stuck at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then and then finally getting, you know, they get to the clearing, <laughs> the vampires win. <laughs> and uh just Morty being like, it's a vamp, what the heck? Like I'm I'm operating off the same information you are yeah perfect, perfect that that perfect. line is perfect because when you're playing those games you're just like what am i supposed to do <laughs> what is the right answer what is a wrong answer is that a good thing that happened to me i didn't lose any health <laughs> i guess i'm fine uh so yeah yeah that's I, a good depiction of 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 the history of text-based gaming your mother um, will be in the shadows soon <laughs> it, the the infinite menu right like this this offers up an opportunity for if that console stays at the house for them to continue to dish out additional game types game modes um they're not they're not limited anymore in the series to just flipping through channels of interdimensional cable they could also have you know someone playing a game and it just be completely random too yeah. so 
yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that'll be interesting. Uh, speaking of our favorite bits, right? A lot of those were, were from the video games, but let's, let's, let's roll through the rest of our favorite bits from this episode, starting off with uh, Morty referring to Rick as a turkey Dracula uh, after he slams into the sliding glass window and then immediately like just transforms into a naked Rick. Uh, it, obviously <laughs> alluding to the fact that he got them yet another federal pardon uh, from a president <laughs> that, that Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I just I love that Rick and the president have had made amends, but he's still doing the, the turkey pardon stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, when, when, when summer goes in is making fun of the game. Like you guys are just trying to convince yourself. This is cool because you feel lame about it. Summer, you know, nothing about gamer culture. Um, even though she perfectly defines an aspect of gamer culture where people try their hardest to be like, no, this is cool. This is a cool game. When that, the games aren't always cool. <laughs> they're not always even very good. <laughs> they're, no, no, they're, they're not. But try Inscription. It's a very great game. Uh, <laughs> uh, more, you pointed this out. Morty and Jerry both shouting vanilla for their flavor request. I love vanilla. I love vanilla. It's not my favorite. It's, vanilla is a... It gets a lot of flack, but it is a complex flavor. Vanilla the bean, bean, I mean. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I'm a... I'm I'm a I'm a rainbow sherbet uh, with uh, mitten chip uh, kind of kind of guy. If I'm gonna like a banana royale from Thirty One Flavors, get a mitten chip, two scoop, well two scoops of rainbow sherbet, one of mitten chip, all all the toppings, all the toppings. Oh, so good. Sounds like a mess. Oh, I'm like <laughs> I'm like a bougie ice cream connoisseur now, and so I go only to the like local like farm to cone uh type 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 uh hipster ice cream places so i can get a, a mini flight of six flavors of of curated uh ice cream and when, uh, yeah it's so good and whenever you tell your family uh that you're going out for ice cream you come back and you say i just i forgot the ice cream kids <laughs> yeah it's officially code for doing it with yourself yeah yeah that's Forgetting the ice cream is now officially code for that. So <laughs> if never forget the ice cream unless you want to answer for it. Um, <laughs> uh, there's there's a moment when Beth is explaining to Rick that she is in a relationship with herself. Uh, and Rick uses the line, as the kids say, you do you. Um, <laughs> has different meaning when she is literally doing herself. So yeah, yeah you do you, Beth. I I, lo- I really like the the uh, Black Mirror shout out to San Junipero uh, from from where they grow old together in a simulation uh, that entire time. Uh, Rick Rick going in there like what you do to full San Junipero? Solid Black Mirror. Great. That, that that was that was a, a missed reference for me. I, oh. I I I had to hear about it on Reddit later. Okay, okay. I think there's a uh, the the post credit with with Jerry going to the Jerry Brewery uh, to just do a single kiss with somebody and then then walking away. Somebody compared that to the episode uh, with Anthony Mackie uh, striking vipers, which involves video games, uh, where where two guys are friends and they're they're college buddies. Uh, and they start playing a, a really lifelike kind of VR video game. Uh, two men, but in the game, they like they can feel all the characters and stuff like that. One is playing as a woman, 
one's playing as a man uh and then they start to have a relationship within the game <laughs> um anyways so then those those two characters in real life they're like is this something that we have outside of of this world uh and so man to man they kiss and they're like nah nope <laughs> only nope. only only within the game uh so some so some folks referenced there they thought maybe that was a reference to striking vipers and then after credits i thought that was cool yeah, there's 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 the line uh, as they're eating the ice cream and Jerry, uh, the kids are just wolfing down the ice cream again, mm-hmm. escapism uh, as as a running theme. And Jerry, Jerry says, hey, stop eating it so fast. Thanks. Your mom's went and got this. Thank thank them for doing it. And and, and Morty has to say, thanks for doing it, moms. <laughs> uh, I so when. When Jerry finds out uh, that uh, that Space Beth had sex with Domestic Beth, it go- it does flash back to his high school. He's got his acne. Uh, <laughs> there's a little sign on the the locker. It's just a small thing that I love it. Prom it like it's hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a couple of like '90s type references in the uh, in the background there. That uh, the 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 what do you call it the landscape artist yeah, i don't know yeah, yeah. The, the, background, background, the background background artist sure yeah uh they they had a lot of fun with they they, they did a good job on those prom it like it's hot you know i, I like i like hot. i like saying something like it's hot it doesn't matter what it is i just like saying something like it's hot uh and then you know filling in the blank like an ad lips ad mad lips yeah there you go <laughs> there, there's been a lot of chatter on the subreddit lately about how old morty and all the other characters are are they even aging at all is this going to be a simpsons type show where the characters never age even though they go through all these different you know holidays and things like that uh and there's a great line in here where where morty says how old are we we've had a million thanksgivings (laughs) um so a little bit of like meta commentary there on on the questions about how old the characters actually are yep 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 uh jerry's pill bug protocol of course was what he wanted most rick just wanted <laughs> tattoos and then shows his lower back where he where it's him and jerry as eagles <laughs> on either side <laughs> of his butt crack uh that's that's good on you mentioned earlier jerry packing up his closet full of the same shirt and then also having more of the same shirt like somewhere else in the room too uh, i just thought that was a great like nod to animation and the idea that characters always are always wearing the same clothes i thought i thought that was really funny uh, this this one line i don't know why it tickled me so but uh when jerry is is calling out calling them out uh basically being like you know fuck you he's like Go get married by a robot and finger yourselves on the moon. <laughs> Just that little snippet. Jerryisms. Good Jerry-isms. job. Good job, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> some of the best and worst parts of the episode. You can you can decide for yourself if we're talking about a best part or a worst. We'll, <laughs> we'll probably tell you. For me, the best part and and probably the moment that made me laugh out loud the hardest was. When they are sitting at the table, Morty with a salt shaker, Summer, uh, you know, spreading the butter and just that blank stare on their faces as they um, try to avoid hearing what's what's going on. Uh, And then ultimately talking about what they're thankful for. uh, Those things, of course, being water and the Discovery Channel. (laughs) So, yeah, that that, I was I was dying during that scene. Um. 
the the way the way they repeat the hard cuts of Summer and Morty finding out their their moms, uh, they like it shows uh, a front view of Summer's face, front view of, of Morty's face, separate times, and then it cuts to them that same face but in front of the TV versus uh, finding out about their their moms doing their doing it. Yeah, just as like a stylistic note, right? Like the way that they did that, just kind of like showing that immediate, like, oh gosh, I just caught my parents doing something that I don't want to be thinking about to an immediate cut with their face in the same like spot on the screen Mm -hmm. to boom, I play video games. (laughs) Like, let me go escape this right now. Yeah, Yeah, I thought that was, I, I just thought it was great. Uh, the, uh, after all things were said and done, Morty, uh, space bath is like, maybe I'll see my grandson up there. Uh, and Morty goes, what? Like, oh, Naruto. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just kind of, just uh, kind of emphasizing this, that question of incest, self-cest, masturbation. Uh, what, what is it? I don't know. Let's bring up Naruto since we're on the subject <laughs> just, of everything. Just as the icing on the cake. Let's make sure you don't forget about the time that we made an incest baby for Summer and Morty. But, sent them out into space. But I do, I do like that they called it back. And here's why. This will be, this will be I think, the last thing I want to say about, about the episode is going back to how we started this with you quoting me when I was writing those things to you um, and me saying, having watched it, finishing it up, thinking about it more. It, this is such a stark contrast to that episode because it there. You, you can go back to the, the sperm episode and you can try to extract themes from it. And I'm sure, and I'm, and I'm sure they're there. I won't argue that there's not something there, but this is a mature, a, it's a mature way of, of looking at the, the, the subject like they True. whereas i and you can go back to the episode where we talked about this the sperm episode was something i thought of probably when i was 13 14 15 16 in, in high school and just like yeah you know what you're funny no i made that joke I, I actually made the joke about just like what happens if there was a giant sperm who's my pet i made that as a kid and so it felt like a kid wrote that this doesn't yeah. feel like that. This feels like something a 40-year-old man who just retired knows like <laughs> yeah, there's something to think about there. So, yeah. um yeah. anyways, yeah. And, and the fact that we were able to have a discussion about a lot of those concepts and thoughts in this podcast and not have to feel like, "Oh, okay, we're just going to be talking about the episode where the Beths do it." Like there <laughs> yeah. there's a lot yeah. there's a lot more context and substance, I think to draw from in this episode, which, which I think helps it uh, with that maturity factor as well. So um, there are a couple uh, comments out over on the Twitch. Uh, Yo Siamern. <laughs> That's right. I should say, but uh, talking about the look on summer and Morty's face when they see their moms making out, that makes the whole thing gross. Um, yeah. That like, just like when my kid like sees me like uh, dancing with my wife and he's like, Oh, whoa, cringy. Oh, oh. <laughs> I shouldn't see that. <laughs> um, uh, Peace Among Ricks saying yay therapy uh, when when I brought up the therapy earlier. Uh, quick the Ewok, more realism. Space is pretty empty. That is, that is very, very, very true. And then Julie Julie 888 
thought it was funny that Jerry thought the bets only talked about his weird and small penis. <laughs> You're the only one bringing that up, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Well, along with our with our our lovely uh Twitch folks that are that are that are following along with the show live, uh, we have some additional listener suggestions and short outs to cover. Uh, first up, we got an email this week uh, from Michael Ross, and uh, I, I won't read the whole email, but uh, first off, he he talks about uh, enjoying uh, the podcast. Thank you so much for that. Uh, but looking back at interdimensional cable and looking back at that concept of the the B plot, if you will, or the A plot, where they have those goggles where they can see into other versions of reality. Um, he, he speculates that there, there may be, um, they, they could have been used to sort of find evil Morty somewhere, or maybe even evil Morty was using that sort of technology to spy on Rick C-137. Um, but now he brings up that maybe those types of goggles could be used by our Rick, uh, to find Rick prime. Um, it's very possible. I mean, I think, I think that's something they could use. Uh, I think it's really interesting that the show is is talking about interdimensional travel, is talking about portal technology and the fact that it's broken in like every episode, but is also adamantly like not doing anything about it right now. Like they're they're taking a stand. They're 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 reminding the viewers, yes, portal technology exists in the show, but it's not happening right now. And and we Rick ha is capable of fixing it. The more you talk about it, the less I want to do it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I, I think it's really interesting, um, but very cool theory. Uh, and and thank you for the email, Michael. We appreciate that. Uh, a couple other short outs over on YouTube, Sky Blue eighty one. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, and those over on Twitch, uh, Yo Yo Sermner, uh, and Gamer <laughs> Established nineteen seventy four. Thank you for following over on Twitch. You guys are awesome. Also, have a good day, Face. Thank you for coming in and immediately blowing up the chat uh, as soon as you got here. <laughs> thank you for for being here as well. Um, we yeah, do, any other short outs you want to cover, Brandon? We do. We have we have a brand new review. Uh Ooh. this one is it's a it's a three-star review, which is good, right? It's two two is below average, one way below average, three is average, four is above average, and five is phenomenal. This is a three-star review. And uh here here it goes. It's a it's called dive in, which is good. It's just good. It's an it's a good thing. Or maybe they're saying dive in because of the content of the review. This is by Z underscore Mac. Good insight, but it took 24 minutes to start talking about the actual episode. That is correct. That is 100% correct. Uh, because no argument from us. Because we 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 do. And so I think that's that's the thing about our show is uh, that we since because we have the semi pertinent news stuff we we do banter a lot when it comes to all the extra stuff that is associated with the show. We do like talking about the episodes. Of course, we love like talking about the episodes. Um, that's why, I mean, that's why we do this show. Uh, and we've gotten into the habit over the course of our, uh, the show since 2017 to also talk about all the related news that has to do with Rick and Morty. Cause we want to, not everybody is, is all up on every single thing Rick and Morty related. Um, yeah, and, and and I think the especially 
because this this podcast does not necessarily stop when the seasons stop, right? We we still revisit other aspects of the show. And so that semi-pertinent news is is something that uh, sometimes you can carry an episode realistically yeah, yeah. Uh, in the in the months between uh, new Rick and Morty content. But uh, but to be but to be fair, I think that sometimes we do get into the habit of just expanding that semi-pertinent news further out than we should all the time. Yeah. And so I think that's a fair bit of feedback, ZMac, uh, on that, especially when it is a new season. There's lots to talk about in new episodes, and we don't necessarily want to wait uh, 25 minutes into an episode to to get after it. So we hear you. We understand you. We don't disagree with you. And we thank you for just taking the time to listen to us. And and may I direct you over to uh, YouTube.com slash Apathetic Enthusiasm, where uh, a, a, a great person and... Uh, by the name of Gray Knight has has a tendency to go into our YouTube videos and leave a comment with a link <laughs> to the start of the main thing. Um, so if you know the main thing is your thing and, and you're not here for the semi perts, um, check out the YouTube comments and maybe Gray Knight's got you hooked up uh, with 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 a way to skip ahead. So. It, I would love if I had a little bit of extra time to actually look at do the timestamp and then and do that for you. It I it I'm I'm hard pressed lately. Uh, so if if I can find some time, I will do that, and I'll put them in the show notes. Um, but I I will not promise. I will not no promise. <laughs> we could just take notes during the show. I could, it's but so much work. Nah, it's so much work. Anyway, thank you so much for your review. Thanks to everybody for the comments as well as the likes, subscribes, follows, and all the other things across all of the different platforms where you can find this show. Uh, we appreciate your input. We appreciate the live chat, uh, which is why we're going to stick around for our Twitch-only post show uh, where we'll we'll chat with everybody here on the Twitch. If you want to be part of that, make sure that you're tuned in Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, otherwise, until next week and after we have another episode of Rick and Morty, I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. And thank you one and all for listening and being a part of this fandom with us. Goodbye.